Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, here we go. Here we go. The number one team in baseball, the Baltimore Orioles. Eric Arditi. Right? I mean, am I wrong? No, I mean it's it's you know it, it's pretty it's pretty factual right now. I mean they are they are. <laughs> I don't know if they're the Braves. I I again bias aside, I think they're the best team, but they're playing awesome baseball right now. So okay. uh, you 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 graced us with your presence on the Power Rankings podcast once, and shockingly you picked the Orioles. But in the in in the time that has passed, it's actually you were well ahead of the curve. I think. Mm-hmm. And you would so you would you want to go on record right now? We haven't we don't have the power rankings podcast out this week, but we can we can sort of weave this into it. You will say you don't know what the other nine look like, but you'll take the Orioles at number one. Yeah, I I, th- I feel confident in them being able to take a series against anyone right now with how they're playing, <laughs> um, with other teams' injuries, what they're kind of doing right now. I I would take the Orioles over the Braves, the Dodgers. The Rangers in a free fall, not a free fall, but any of those other teams, I, I would 100% take them. Okay. Well, the that leads me to the question, which I've, you just answered. Can the Orioles win the World Series? Let me give you, before you answer that, which I already know the answer to it because you just said it, but FanDuel odds, this is just to, to stoke the fire in your belly. FanDuel odds to win the World Series. What Which teams, I'm going to give you, how many teams do you think are ahead of the Orioles when it comes to the FanDuel odds to win the World Series right now? I would say maybe – I want to say two, but I, I'll say maybe three because I don't know where they have the Rays in this weird situation limbo kind of thing they're going on. I, it's right. probably the Braves, the Dodgers, and then the Rays if there is a third team. Four. Four, four. teams. And it's not even the Rays. 
Texas. The Rays are the Rangers and the Astros. The yeah. Braves, Dodgers, Astros. The Braves are plus 280. The Dodgers plus 350. The Astros plus 700. The Rangers plus 800. And your Baltimore Orioles plus 900. No respect. Good value. Still. Good value. Good value. <laughs> Listen, hey, as I say all the time, Eric, it's their prerogative to be wrong. It's mm-hmm. their prerogative to be wrong. So, but this is this is the question I have for you. Can the Orioles like okay, that's fine. You know, we can say they're the best team right now. But I want to know, can the Orioles win the World Series? Now, I'll say this. You just had the key acquisition, Jack Flaherty, have a bad outing, right? Mm-hmm. This is sort of where we – this is one of the things that I think that – and I, I, I do want to ask you about your perspective of the trade deadline, um, of how people are, are handling it, how people saw that, how if Flaherty was enough or not. But uh, – but, you know, you, you have this team, which obviously is a very good team, but are they equipped to win the World Series? The floor is yours. I think they can. I think this offense is is an off. I think they the offense is good enough to win a World Series. The pitching has always been the thing. It, that That's what the whole season is dependent upon. Um, Kyle Bradish has pitched like, like a Cy Young candidate since the All-Star break and a little bit before. I think he's now tied with Garrett Cole, 303 ERA. Um, he's been incredible. I mean, yesterday he was unbelievable. He struck out seven of the first nine. Um, it, it, he was awesome. He's been fantastic the entire year. And it's crazy. They got him in a trade for where, when they got rid of Dylan Bundy um, <laughs> a couple of years ago. That was the fr- I believe it was the first trade Michael Elias made. He got four guys back. Three of them were awful and never saw the light of day. But Kyle Bradish has been that guy. Um, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, I think we talked about him earlier when I was on. And he was he was up and then he was down. He was up and he was down. Every start, up and down, up and down. It, it was, and then he got sent down to AAA for I think it was four or five weeks. And ever since he's come back, he's looked like the Grayson that we thought he was going to be. So again, that's kind of like there's your one and two right there. Mm-hmm. And then you just mentioned him, Jack Flaherty. I mean, he's he's had three starts with the O's. I think um, one of them's been awful. One of them was really really bad in San Diego. It was terrible. Um, the other two were pretty good. I, I, he was striking out. He struck out eight guys in each of his first two starts. He got himself into some trouble, but then he was able to get out. I, I really like what I see out of him. And again, for a team that's very young, you have Kyle Gibson too. But I mean, he started playoff games. He knows what it's like to go, you know, get the ball in a big situation with the ballpark buzzing and all that. So I, I think he's a perfect guy. Um, it, it, but like I said, it's all about the pitching, the bullpen too. Outside of Felix Bautista, it's very shaky. They can catch fire. Cano is starting to show signs of like that early May Cano, but. If everything is clicking with the bullpen, and <laughs> you're, you're not. You're making me a little nervous. You're making me a little nervous I, because I'm trying to talk. I I think they can. I really do. But again, I I know that there are issues. There are glaring holes. And like you said, the the trade deadline, they sh- they could have and should have done more, and and they didn't. Um, but again, we're also we may see John Means come back in a couple in you know maybe two weeks. He could be a bullpen arm. DL Hall, another highly touted prospect who's kind of fallen. He's another guy that they're going to put in the bullpen. So. They have these guys that, that can kind of shore up their rotation in the bullpen, um, but it's tough to depend on those guys coming back from injury. But well, I, think so, they, I think they can. So I want to ask you about the deadline. So this is – everybody was looking at the Orioles. There was a few teams everyone was looking at. Like, what are they going to do? And mm-hmm. I was actually on TV as it was unfolding, and we were watching. It was coming down to the end, and we are talking about the Orioles because the Flaherty thing didn't happen to the very end, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so – the you know we have to fill time and we have to have conversations and so mine was 
Well, Michael Elias, you go back to the last deadline. They get Cano. They they do a good job with all these this deals. You trade Mancini. You know everything works out. And and like you said, there's other deals that have worked out. But here you are in a different spot. Here mm-hmm. you are. This is the next part of your resume which you have to build. What are you going to do? How are you going to prove yourself? And so they get Flaherty. Okay, you know, all right. Like, is it going to be enough? But to your point, I, I'm interested in your perspective of what the feeling was like then. Obviously, I think that it would would make you feel a lot better if Dylan Cease's name replaced Jack Flaherty. Dylan Cease was the guy, the the name that you, probably Orioles people wanted, right? That was, mm-hmm. am I wrong? No, you're right. I I said I would shave my mustache. I would shave just into my mustache, and I would we would all go to his first game, his first home start if they got him. So you want him? And so you so you come away with Flaherty, and so what is it like? How how first of all, what would you grade it? What do we grade it out from your perspective? I think it's a B minus. Uh, okay. Again, I I like him. I like his pedigree, but when the Orioles were being talked about with Verlander and and Cease and guys like that, it was like, oh, this could. This could be the like, hey, we're good. We're really going to go for it. Um, and obviously, Verlander had the no trade clause where he, the Orioles could have offered Jackson Holiday, Heston Kerstad, Adley, and Gunner. And Verlander mm. could have said, I don't want to go to Baltimore. And there's nothing, you know, the Astros could have done. So I figured once, or uh, there's nothing the Mets could have done. I figured once the Astros got into the conversation, that's where he was always going to go. Um, but the cease thing, again, we, I mean, a lot of people saw that floated out there. And, I don't know how deep the trade talks got. Apparently, they wanted Jackson Holiday, and the Orioles were firm <laughs> yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, I I understand that. I definitely get that. Um, but yeah, it was. And then again, to to come away with Jack Flaherty. No offense to Flaherty, but again, we were looking at like we were looking at Verlander and Cease, and you get Flaherty, and it's kind of like, uh okay, well, we can make it work. Again, I, I I like him as a pitcher. He seems like a bulldog of a guy, but when you're flirting with, you know the top dogs, you come away with the middle, middle of the pack guy. You're like, oh, okay, well, it's not the worst. We could, you know, we could have done worse. But, but, but Eric, here's the thing is that this is, and I think the Reds are going through this right now. The Red Sox are somewhat going through it. It's this, yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a nice story right now. But look at what look at what we're going to have in 2025 and 2026. And, mm-hmm. but, but. You guys have waited so long, like and, and like here it is, it's right here. And yeah, you have a lot of great young players, but still, the American League is so like flawed. Mm-hmm. And here, and you just said it yourself; they can win the World Series. Isn't there an element of like everybody, the Orioles? Yeah, we have great young players, but come on, let's not piss away this year. Yeah. No. Again, I, I I'm I like. We want to win now. And like, yes, it's nice that and prospects are prospects just for that reason. Like I have, you know, we have friends who are like, would you trade Kerstad and this guy for Otani? And there are people saying no. And it's like, what do you mean? No. Like, what do you mean? It's Otani. Like he could, he could single-handedly win you the world series this year. Like he could be that guy. And it's like, you worry about later, later. Like you worry about now, now, which I, I, you know, and I, I get it with the cease thing, but it's, it was kind of, again, not, not letting the air out of the balloon a little bit, but. I took it as like I think of this team as kind of like the 2015 Cubs when they lost in the NLCS to the um to the Mets and Daniel Murphy had like 35 home runs that series yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like 
the, the Orioles weren't. I mean, they literally just passed their Vegas projected wins. Like they weren't supposed to be here, which is fun. It's a, you know, it's a, like you said, it's a great story. But it, like a lot of people think next year is the year where they're going to make the big splash, and I do believe that. I think this off season at the winter meetings or whatever, that's when they're going to make the trades. It would have been nice to see a Michael Elias kind of say, you know what. We're going to go for it this year. Let's go get a Dylan Seats or let's go, you know, package and get, um, you know, some of the guys from Seattle who who they kind of looked like they were going to start selling and then they got hot. Um, but, you know, some of the guys like that, instead of just getting Fuji from Oakland and Flaherty. Um, so, yeah, p- people were upset. People were definitely pissed. And because, again, it all kind of stems back to a year and a half ago when Michael Elias said, you know, we're going for liftoff. In yeah. the and then they signed Kyle Gibson and Adam Frazier. But like you said, the thirty games over five hundred right now. It, I know, I know. I, you know, we we get so caught up in the trade deadline, man. But but you you reminded me also. I think it was Elias in early June, mid June at the latest, where he's like, "We're not about what do he say." He's like, "This isn't this isn't about like just make we're we're eyeing acquisitions and not only going to make be about making the playoffs. It's about making a deep run in October." Remember that quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. I mean, so that's good. Like that to me was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. I mean, so mm-hmm. for you, for like, for, as, the, as of one of the voices of the fan base. So we sit here, you're right. I mean, they're a good team. I don't, we, the, the trade deadline's a fun thing, man. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a fun little conversation. It's a random fun day in the middle of the summer where I get no work <laughs> done and I just refresh on Twitter all day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we make judgments. Oh, let's grade out the trade deadlines. Well, you know, Seattle sold, and and they've been on fire. And you know, they have other teams who've bought. Like, obviously, the Angels, like they're the disaster. And Arizona so, got a, tr- a closer, and they've been dog water ever since. Right. And so, so as we sit here, the Orioles are still winning. As we sit here, the Orioles are on really good, firm ground at the top of the division. Is there an excitement now as we're approaching uh, September? Is there there was this building excitement there anyway? What is what's the vibe there right now? Well, the vibe around the baseball team, the twenty six guys on the roster and uniforms, is fantastic. The vibe around the club with John Angelos opening his mouth every single day. I don't know if you saw what he said this morning. Yeah, I saw that. Just like, gee, good lord, man! It it's. That's a conversation for a whole other day. But that's how I actually got on here the first time was after the Martin Luther King uh, press conference. That's uh, right. That's right. But, and then, yes. of course, now he's talking about finances in the New York Times again. Like, just again, I've never seen someone try and suck the air out of a town more than John Angelos. 30 games above 500, day off today. They're they're playing great. They're coming home, nine-game home standing. And he's like, by the way, I don't know if we can keep all these guys. Like, Thanks, John. Appreciate it, dude. Um, but again, the, 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 the vibe around the players – and the, the team is awesome. I mean, you know, there, there's another article that just came out. The Orioles want to get a clubhouse dog. And it's like, there it is. That's what when people ask, like, the, the Kevin Brown situation, John Angelos, do the players think about that? They're sitting there thinking, what are we going to name this dog? And meanwhile, John Angelos is like, we can't keep all you. And they're like, yeah, we just want a dog, dude. Um, but, <laughs> Sorry, we, no, cannot like, afford, we cannot afford a dog. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, we can't get Purina, but we can get another we can get another dog <laughs> food, but not Purina. It's cost too much. Um but no, I mean, the, the team is, is the vibes are great. I mean, you saw it yesterday with Gunner. Almost, Gunner almost hit for the cycle and just didn't stop at first. He could have stopped at first for the cycle. And he went to second. The guys are giving him crap from the dugout. Um, again, they had the, the one hiccup in the series against Houston where they were, I mean, they were a pitch away from, from, you know, taking two out of three from Houston. And then they go into Seattle, who was the hottest team in baseball. 
celebrating, you know, their King Felix, putting him into their Hall of Fame. And what do the Orioles do? They gut out two, you know, gritty wins and take that series from them. Um, drop two out of three in San Diego, but then they sweep the A's, which they should have. So the vibes around the team, I mean, this is people know this is a special thing. This is a very I mean, I have friends who are like, so where do we want to go for this playoff game in two and a half months? Like, what are we doing for this? Like, we're trying to set up live events. I'm talking to bars and restaurants to like, hey, where that's, are we going to That's podcast? awesome, though. That's great. Yeah, it, well, again, it, it's great. And then you realize you got John Angelos trying to trip you from behind, <laughs> kicking your foot out. And it's like, dude, just let us enjoy this. Like, stop trying to be Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder. Just let the team play. Like, what are we doing? But you know it's, what, it's- though? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's a sad trombone. Yeah, like it's it's it doesn't matter though because mm-hmm. there's nothing that he can do or not do or do whatever um, over the next. We're at this point where it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. It doesn't so it's matter. Just, it's background noise to them, and and I think they're handling it very well. And again, they're just if they keep winning, this stuff will keep going away, and he'll it'll be like a whack a mole where Andrews will pop his head up and try and say something else. And Gunner will hit a walk off and he'll smack him on the head and he'll go back down. And then he'll pop up in a couple of weeks. But like you say, I, I, it doesn't matter. I think the team knows like, hey, we're a really good team. And they're one of these teams. They they don't know really losing. Like none of these guys have really been on the losing ball club. You know, they're like, we're supposed to be here. They're just, you know, they're playing with house money, but they're, they don't know that they're not supposed to be winning this much. So, and again, factor that in with not, it's a very serious subject, but the whole thing with the Rays and Wander, like, you know. That may sink their season. It has well so the Rays as the Rays as a whole. I mean, the Rays as a whole, even before the yeah. Wander stuff, it just it seems like they're taking on water and injury it's, after injury. And- it, it's that, and that's my point. Is that the, I've never Eric seen an American League where it was like it was so flawed. Uh, and maybe the Orioles are the least flawed. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I I, they, I think they are flawed. I mean, this isn't a this isn't a disrespect to them. I would totally buy into the fact that they're the best team in the American League. But still, you just rattled off the pitching staff. Like, okay, <laughs> well, I'd rather have the Twins go in, you know, Twins, mm-hmm. the starting rotation, go into a, a series. But still, it's uh, it's it's so flawed, but yet so attainable, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast awesome and i i I hope that the 
Well, I, I know that the fan base appreciates it. How's the bird bath? How that that how'd that go? Has that bird been bath. going well? Yeah, good. Sold out every game. I mean, you can't every game, really. Yeah, pretty. I think it's pretty much every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday game. Um, but you know, if you want to go on a Tuesday night versus the Marlins or something, like the White Sox are here in, in a week and a half. If you want to go to like a Wednesday game versus the White Sox, you could probably get in the bird bath if you want. So, so let me ask you this. I think I brought this up on another podcast that we had. We were talking about the Orioles and t-shirts, the the best combination. So, you know, we have these Orioles colors t-shirts, which we still haven't distributed. Um, I mean, we've distrib I've distributed to Jackson Holiday. So there you go. <laughs> I'm on Saturday. Sorry, yeah. I'm on Saturday. yeah, yeah. So um, so my question to you. Should we send the t? If we had a choice between the two, should we send the T-shirts to the team to say, "Hey, players, if you want to wear them, you can wear them," which is always a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. Players like free T-shirts. I know oh, yeah. that, right? Yeah. Or should we send a bunch to you to distribute to the birdbath people where they can all like wear them? I, I can give them out. I got no problem. I, I kind of I make my rounds around Camden Yards and I say hi to people, and I, you know. But I, I just I feel like it's like a cool thing of like if they if everyone has these things. You oh know? yeah, yeah. No, that would be awesome. Um, All right, it's yeah. I don't know. Either way is cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just yes. I'm, I'm just toying with the idea sometimes because we had there's some teams that like they say hey, we want the free t-shirts and then mm-hmm. you know two guys wear them. I'm like oh, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, whatever. The bullpen, the bullpen coach and like the. <laughs> In the ground, guys. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they don't understand. It makes your it makes the triceps pop. Um, so uh well you had mentioned something on Twitter also, which I found interesting. You had said, Who is the MVP of the Orioles? Right? It's a it's it's a bizarrely good question. And people are asking me, and they're like, Here's my pick, who's yours? And I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I legitimately I don't know. I mean I was talking to my dad about it yesterday, and I said, you know, could be Adley, could be Felix, it could be Brandon Hyde, could be Mike Elias. I mean, at every point of the season, you know, Ryan O'Hearn kept them afloat for a month. Austin Hayes played awesome the first half. Aaron Hicks was great for two, you know, two or three weeks when Mullins went down. Mullins could be, you know, it's Felix. There's so many guys that it could be. Now it could be Gunner. Mountcastle missed a month and a half with Vertigo, and now it could be him. He's the Gunner's going to win the rookie of the year. Oh, I mean, I, I have a bet with Gunner to win. I think he was plus 250. And then I parlayed him and Corbin Carroll. And now I'm worried about Carroll. Early on, I was worried about Gunner. And now I'm like, oh, no. But, yeah, I mean, he's going to win He's gonna win rookie of the year. I think going away now with, with the, the injury to uh, yeah. Young down in Texas. But I, I, I really don't know who it's going to be. And the Orioles, you know, they do it where they vote with their media, they, with the MVO um, at the end of the year. But. I gun to my head. I do not know who I would pick. There's it could be fifth. It could be five different people. Go on. I'm oh. not going to put a gun to your head, but pick one. Pick I'll prob- one. probably say Adley. Um, again, the stats don't jump off the page at you, but the way he handles the pitching staff and the, and you know the games he calls and just I mean, if they win a game tomorrow, that'll be 80 straight series that they haven't been swept and he's never been swept. I think they said going back to the minors, the last time he was swept was like. It was like the second or third week of 2019, I think, or it was, it's something like that. Like, or maybe he got swept in college or something like that. But it's been it, it. There's something about him that just winning gravitates towards him. You know, they're, they're, I think their winning percentage is over 600 since he came up. Um, again, whatever it was, the light switch flipped when he when he took you know 
the 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 plane ride to to um from Norfolk to or drove or whatever from Norfolk to to Baltimore. But I think he would be the easy answer. But again, if you said Felix, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. If you said Gunner, I'd say, yeah, I get it too. You know, so it's it's a fascinating conversation to have because. Like I said, fifteen different people can answer, and fifteen there will be fifteen different answers. I just are there are there really you one of the people you mentioned, Felix Batista. Are people really like worried about him? Like, like I saw you defending, sort of like, come on, let's calm down. Like, is this this like, oh, wait, we don't we and this maybe this goes across the the entire board, entire roster. Well, we'll see when the the pressure really is on. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, do people do really doubt like him? No, not really. There's a handful of people who I think just kind of like to go against their grain. Like one of the guys used, well, he gave up a home run in the all-star game. Can't handle the big lights. And it's like, oh no, he did. There was something like that. That's, that's what sent me off about it. I'm like, what do we, I said, the second you bring up the all-star game is when you lose as like, I will not have a conversation about, it. I won't. I said, these, it's the same fans who after Mo blew the world series in 01, they would have said, oh, he can't handle the big lights. Can't, he can't do it. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? Like people blow saves. It's it's going to happen. Like, and when he did it against Kyle Tucker a couple of weeks ago, Kyle Tucker's a great player. He's, you know, he's in the top five for MVP. Um, it was a fantastic at bat. And it's like he got beat. That happens. It's baseball, it's sports, it's like like you're never gonna be perfect. So every time he comes in, I, I'm not worried at all. Again, he's been shaky of late, but he's getting used every game, you know, every other game. And that's why the last two weeks, when he's had a lot of time to rest, has been has been good for him. But I mean, there there's a handful of people who are like, I don't trust him. I don't do the like, if you don't trust him, I don't know who you. Well, trust. again, brace yourself because there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to oh. be because you're going into the unknown, man. You're you're like diving into the deep end here, and people are like, well, is this going to continue? Oh, what happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? And then you can you can win every game from now until the end of the year, and the playoffs going to roll around, and we're going to be staring at Grayson Rodriguez pitching game two. And people mm-hmm. are like, oh, is he going to be able to handle it? You know, yeah. so. it happened to Britain in 2014. I mean, he, you know, the bullpen, the bullpen was so good that 2014 year and they blew the first game against the AL, you know, in the ALCS um, against the Royals. And people were like, oh, this team, you know, Britain, Britain stinks. And it's like, what do you, what do you mean he stinks? Like, no, it's just, it happens. Like, that's what happens. But I'm with you. That's again, we're, we are going into the, we're, we're, oh. we're taking sub down to the deep depths and we don't really know what's down there <laughs> no, no no not that sub, but i'm super yeah. excited to find out what is down yeah, there yeah not, no yes right people are already <laughs> freaking out they're just getting into the sub. i said it's like people complaining about how much dinner is and they they haven't even ordered their appetizer yet and it's like why why are you doing this like let's just breathe like enjoy the meal then you can complain after when it's when it's you know a 400 dollar dinner or something like <laughs> it's so true by the way you mentioned uh Speaking of Batista, I was talking to Kenley Jansen the other day, and he said he had this question, which I didn't have an answer to. So Batista wears 74. Mm-hmm. Why? Do you know? Do I don't know. I, one of my guesses may be that just is what the number he was given. Well, you know? and, and the obvious reason I ask is Kenley wants to know if it's because of him. Oh, I don't know. I can try and do some digging. I, yeah. I can definitely try and do that. Like, there's a – like. I was also thinking like Tyler Wells, who is six foot eight, he wears 68. And I asked him, I was like, do you wear 68 because you're six, eight? And he's like, no, I just, they just gave it to me. Oh, really? It's yeah. a good one though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe, uh, maybe Bautista like wants to look seven, four. And that's a, yeah, that's what <laughs> did, I ever t- did I ever tell you? So last year, maybe I told you this before. So last year after the, the whole thing about his entry music came out, 
with wire. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I want to talk to him. But I didn't know him. Like, I didn't, I barely like, knew what he looked like. I actually didn't know what he looked like in large respect. And um, so I, I go in. They're coming to town. I got my baseballs and boring shirt to give him. And I'm like, he comes out with, a, with the uh, translator. I'm like, this isn't going to work. It was, the <laughs> shirt was like either a medium, like- a, medium, a medium or a small, medium or a large or something like that. The the big winner was a translator. He uh he has a free shirt. So I got Brandon. I love Brandon. Um, <laughs> so there's a funny story into how his size. When he was in Bowie, somebody they tried to get his measurements forever, and they just couldn't get him for whatever reason. Like when he came over from the Marlins, and they were like, "We have him at six two, um, one hundred ninety pounds." And so my friend, my buddy, worked PR for the, and that was his job was getting everything lined up for the, you know, the opposing teams and all that. Their information. And he was like, he's looking at the sheet and he's going, Felix Bautista, this number, you know, 6'2", 190. And he's looking around. He's like, that guy's big. And he's wearing that number. That's not him. That's not, it can't be him. And so he called the guy with the Marlins and he goes, hey, what's the, are you sure you have these measurements right for Felix? I can't find him. And they were like, oh no, they're wrong. He's massive. We just couldn't ever get like his measurement. (laughs) As like a, like an on, it was an ongoing joke in the Bay Sox league and with Norfolk too, they were like, we're just going to keep it. And he was like every, the first series that they always played the teams, he goes, it never failed. We get a call being like, Hey, is this right? Like he can't fit into his locker. Like, are you sure he's this big? And they were like, no, he's much bigger. So it became like an ongoing running joke. I love, that's one of my favorite things is to like find these like measurements of, of guys. And you're like, this, there's no way like they, especially retired players. Yeah, David Wells' baseball reference is like 200 pounds. I know, I know. So let's look up uh, Felix Batista on, uh, all right, all right, 6'8", 285. See, that sounds right. I would say that. I can buy that. Right. I mean, I might go a little higher in 285, maybe, but it's representative. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. the 62190 was like, even like in MLB The Show last year, that's what they had him listed at. So I had to jump him up another seven inches or six inches <laughs> and add on like, you know, a whole me to his body weight just to get him like, look accurate. So another another great thing about this baseball reference is the nicknames. Now tell me if you've ever called Felix Batista the mountain. Oh yeah, that's that's the nickname. That's his nickname? nickname. Oh, that is his nickname. Okay. Yeah, because the whole King Felix thing started with the Mariners people. They were mad. So Felix won reliever the the month after the month that they played the Mariners and he gave up that home run to Mike Ford and then they ended up winning the game anyways. But they said something like, you know, crown King Felix or something when he won reliever of the month. And that's when the Mariners fans like lost their mind. Their announcers were like in tears on air. And that's when the guy in Seattle like accosted him at the all-star game. It was like, tell your social media team to knock it off. And like, again, this guy doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't understand what he's saying and it's the best day of his life. And he's getting yelled at by some guy who's nicknamed Softy on Twitter. So I didn't, we <laughs> him King Felix before, but you're damn right that all of us call him King Felix now just to shove it in their face. And again, <laughs> the guy sold his soul because the night of the all-star game, when he gave up the home run, he's like, we did it. We won. And it's like, again, all right, if you want to hang your hat on a home run in the all-star game, go for it. But like, <laughs> I'll take the reliever of the month three times this year. Uh, again, too, way too much like stock in the all-star game. Oh, God. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, we've we've solved a lot of problems today, Eric. 
we've we've defined it a lot of things. I will uh, I will patch this in. I will we will make it clear. If you want to send me your other your other nine for your power rankings, I'll we'll, we'll make a card up. We'll we'll put the Orioles in bigger letters if you like because we know it's number one. But um, yeah, you you make a good case. You make a good case. That's all yeah. I wanted. And like you said, the AL is wide open. The NL is a well, it's more top heavy. But again, I mean, it's like you said, four or five teams can come out of the East, and it wouldn't shock me, you know, either way. So I'm I'm hoping that though it's a long, cold. All my friends are going. It's going to be a very expensive. I think the Ravens have two or three home games in October, and they're all going. It's going to be a very expensive October for us. And it's like that. <laughs> there's an issue. Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel are playing at Raven Stadium on one of the days that there's supposed to be a home game in the ALDS. So people really? are trying and they share parking lots. So that's the thing. Everyone's trying to like the concerts at like seven or eight o'clock. So they're well, like, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If it was Springsteen, if it was like, Springsteen's and I think in September. So, well, yeah, but if it was like, if it was Springsteen, Morgan Wallen, it would be one thing like, yeah. All due respect to the Stevie Nicks. Okay, you, we we can push this. We I'll go see push. Jack. I'll go see Jack Flaherty over them. I'll slide yeah. <laughs> some other time, and and only the good die young. But I'll, I'll take Jack Flaherty and Grayson over them. All right, awesome stuff. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team.